Hey, this is Jason Cass with Agents Influence Podcast. I'm here with you for another podcast for the summer of marketing. And so far, it's been a pretty good one. Um, you know, you got my little one by myself at first, and then we just, you probably last week heard uh, Ryan Hanley, unless for some reason the uh, Grow Team put them out of order. This is the way that we wanted it. We want to always start with the best and then uh, try and keep delivering the best as we go and really building it up. And I think you're going to like what we have today. Um, somebody that you guys, I feel you probably already know, uh, Mr. Brent Kelly. Um, who I believe is the CEO and one of the founders of BizGrizz, used to be an insurance agent, um, but still involves in that realm. So we'll get on that here in a minute. Um, just want to take a short second to say thank you. And maybe it's so important I should say it again. Thank you. I really want to thank you for what you've done. Um, you've really elevated, I think, uh, the as a listener, you've elevated us to who we are in a couple different ways. You've taken the voice that we're using of you and everybody we bring on here, and we, you're helping us spread the word. I had an agent call me. Um, he actually texted me, and then I called him. And he was telling me about how his Grinnell Mutual rep was in his office and was absolutely bragging. And if you um, are listening to this, I want to thank you um, and appreciate it because he's giving it out. He's telling agents about it. And this is not about me. And I say this all the time. This is about moving our industry forward. And one of the things we've always lacked in doing is sharing ideas with one another. And that's what this is about. And so kudos to you. I also have a rep up in the Northeast for travelers. And we also have one in the Midwest for Hartford that's really spreading the word. So if you're a rep and you're trying to provide value to your agents, I believe this is it. Not because of me, but it allows your agents who you're helping to not only listen to you and to listen to your country, art country, your company, but also to actually hear it from their peers. And there's nothing more powerful. And that's why I'm going to bring you the guy that we're going to be talking about today because it's another way for you to explain to your agents and to any insurance professional where we're going. And what's even more important is I know that I have a lot of insurance professionals, people on the company side, underwriters, um, executives executives, managers. Sometimes when we wonder and we ask the question, how can we help agents? You know, the first thing you can probably do is just listen to them. And that's what this provides. Also want to thank everybody. If you haven't been, insurance4play.com. Insurance4play.com is, uh, is absolutely blowing up. I mean, it is absolutely going crazy out there what is happening. I appreciate everybody who takes their time to email me their thoughts, whether they're good or bad, harsh or easy. And uh, I just really do appreciate you. So in the meantime, let's rock. Jason Cass back once again. Loving that music, aren't you? We're trying to change it up a little bit, but we do appreciate you uh, giving us your feedback. Tell us if you like it. Tell us if you think it's stupid. I really don't care one way or another. So anyways, no, just totally joking with you. So here we are with, uh, I'm going to say it, it might be wrong. Brent, you connect me. You correct me if I'm wrong. The, the uh, One of the founders and the CEO of BizGrizz. I'm not going to steal his thunder, but Brent, welcome to Agents Influence Podcast. 
Jason Cass, it is great to be on. I appreciate it, man. Yeah, no problem, no problem. When I, when I started thinking of the summer of marketing and I wrote down um, five or six people that I wanted to make sure I got on, obviously Ryan Hanley is uh, not only who a genius that you and I follow, but he's also a very good friend of you and I's. Um, mm-hmm. And so it was easy and accordingly that we would get you on next because I'm really kind of curious. Now, to be fair to Brent, we're recording this before Ryan's uh, podcast has been released, so we can't really talk much about it. Um, but, uh, uh, but, you know, tell us about you, tell us, uh, you know, there's a lot of listeners that may have heard you on a couple years ago, Brent, mm-hmm. tell them with all the new listeners we have, tell them who you are, give them a little bit of your background, start at high school or college, work forward and tell them uh, where you are now. So don't start at birth is what you're saying to start maybe birth. in that. Okay. Okay. I got you. Gotcha. No. Um, yeah, I, I've spent uh, 15 years uh, in the insurance world as an agent, just like, you know, many of you out there. So I actually started right out of college um, and hooked on with, um, actually, it is now the second largest agency in Wisconsin. Great agency, great people. I uh, had the chance to speak uh, to them actually last year, which was, was pretty interesting coming back to speak to them. Uh, and then I'm um, from the Illinois area, central Illinois in particular, and moved back in 2004, almost 2005. Um, and started a family and uh, worked for an agency in the Bloomington, Illinois area. So I spent uh, almost 11 years there. And so um, loved the insurance industry. I really did and what it provides. And as you say, Jason, you know, the greatest earth, or greatest uh, profession God's ever created or something like that, right? Boom, yeah. <laughs> and it is. It's great. So people say, well, why did you leave? Well, um, basically, uh, in the last few years of my career as an agent, I also kind of picked up a, a side hustle or a passion, whatever you want to call it. Um, I love marketing and sales. I mean, I, I love the insurance industry and the people within it, but I really love marketing and sales. And so I started a blog. This was about 2011. Um, really kind of started it to grow my insurance business more than anything. And it evolved a little bit into me talking really to agents. It kind of uh, grew into that. And I loved writing about marketing and sales and attitude and loyalty and you know all those kind of things just that agents deal with every day. And so I uh, started to kind of grow a, a following there a little bit and did some other things and got into speaking and workshops. Um, and so really wanted to kind of get my passion. And so uh, started this year, uh, me and a business partner started BizGrizz, um, which was interesting. Just to kind of give you a quick story with that, we really we wanted to add, obviously, a marketing component or be a big part of what we're doing, um, but also kind of got... Uh, into wanting to do some more technological things with mobile applications and payments and that kind of stuff, um, which we did and we still do. Uh, but really, over the last couple months, uh, realized that you know my passion, my calling, and really uh, you know a lot of the people that I can relate to and really truly serve and help are those independent insurance agents and agency owners and those related to the industry. Still got a lot of calls and emails uh, and doing that. And I'm like, this is silly. Uh, you know, and I'll talk, probably talk about today about finding a niche, but that's really what my niche is, is helping agents. So that's what I'm here to do. Fantastic. Yeah, I would love to talk more about that niche and, and what agents need to do because uh, you know, that's, that's not something that I really anticipated this phone call going or this uh, podcast going to. But yeah, good point, good point there. Well, you know, welcome back. Um, you know, and here's one of the things that people don't know. Not only was Brent successful, also known as the insurance coach uh, when he was writing his blog, but the, the dude's like right next to State Farm, guys. You know, he's like sitting in their backyard. And, uh, you know, so in my opinion, if you can be successful there, I think you can be successful anywhere. And so uh, kudos to you on that. So, 
you know, first of all, Brent, uh, maybe they don't remember, but are you a Droid user or an iPhone user? I am an iPhone user, uh, but I will say this. There's still a, a large part of my heart that misses my BlackBerry, if I had to be honest, but I am an iPhone user. Wow. How long have you had the iPhone? <laughs> oh, it's probably been a few years, uh, two or three years at least, uh, maybe, probably, probably three years. You know what's amazing is how many executives I interview that still are using BlackBerry. I mean, I mean I'm going to yeah. say four or five, but yeah. I never get an agent that's using a BlackBerry. You know? <laughs> so it's, uh, it, I guess it's just a level of comfort. Yeah. Um, so, you know, what's one of the biggest challenges that you see? Two-part question. Mm-hmm. What are the biggest challenges you see agents having? And what is one of the biggest challenges or the biggest, most important, let me say, thing that agents need to do to evolve to the new age consumer and get their message out there? Yeah, uh, boy, good question. Uh, Making me think here. I, I, I would say the first thing before anything that agents and agencies really struggle with is just simply having a marketing and sales plan, just a plan of what we're really going to do. Because, um, you know, one of my favorite authors out there, his name is John Jans. He wrote a book called Duct Tape Marketing, now Duct Tape Selling. Uh, He always talks about it. Yeah, very good stuff. Talks about, you know, strategy before tactics, right? Being able to have an actual strategy or a plan in place before we start doing things. So, you know, and I'm guilty of this too, and uh, have been several times in the past. But you, you see a shiny object, whether it be a tool, a piece of technology, a new technique, right? Something like that, and all of a sudden it's like, boom, we got to do this, and you don't really know how it's going to work, or who we're trying, who we're trying to focus on, or what the outcome could could be, or you know that kind of thing. And so, I think it's imperative, really imperative for all agents to have an actual, you know, a game plan, you know, a book of how they're going to how they're going to get to where they're going to go. Um, and then I guess the second part of your question is, um, you know, how could they potentially get there? Or what we're seeing today, I think it's about being targeted. And I mentioned the word niche in my own business, but it's about having a having a target. Who are you? Uh, who are you trying to actually? Uh, you know, when you say sell, and when I say sell, that could be just, you know, whether it be a, a personal brand, it could be an idea, it could be a philosophy, but how do you sell to the people that actually want to buy? Uh, how do you do that? And, you know, one of the things that I see out there, and a, and a quote that I love to say is that if you sell to everyone, you sell to no one. Ooh, you know, if you, yeah. if, you, if you try to be all things to all people, you really become just, you get back to that word commodity. You know, everybody else does that. Uh, I'm I'm actually working on a uh, I'm, I'm going to be doing some webinars the next couple months. But uh, and one of those slides I put on there is I was kind of in a jokingly tongue in cheek, and I'm not trying to offend anybody. But uh, it basically you know just talks about this big big brochure it says we are an independent agency, you know, and, and and that was the big call to action. I said so this so so is the other one down the street and the other ones down the next town. This message may not mean much to you, but it's important to us, and every other agency uses this as their value proposition, so we're going to use it too. Here's a picture of a generic family who's happy. And, uh, you know, I, I, I kind of have it in there as, as a joke, but the reality of it is, is it's not really, it's not targeting anybody. That doesn't, that doesn't mean a lot to someone who, who is getting just blasted by noise in the social media world, on TV ads, on radio ads, on podcasts, you know, on, in, in print. Uh, and there's, you know, traditional and, and new digital marketing are all coming at people from all angles. And so you've got to stand for something. You've got to have, you know, a, a cause or an expertise or something to where people go, okay, that's what that person or that agency does. I can relate to that. I want to talk to them. Right. 
Big, big time, big deal. Um, listeners, you hear me say this a lot, and if you haven't, this is the first time. I, it goes along, Brent, uh, I think with what you're saying is is that agents all try to be two inches deep and a mile wide, as opposed to we need to be two inches wide and a mile deep. We try to just sit there and say, oh, so what do you do? Well, I sell insurance. We do auto, we home, life, business, mm-hmm. health, blah, 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 blah. Well, you know, what if that person only has a need right now because their uh, home insurance went up? Where do they see you different than everybody else? Ironically enough, I just wrote a book very similar about this, Brent. No, I'm joking. <laughs> enough, enough plugs on that. But real quick before we get off that, you're exactly right, and it sounds like it's that personal brand. And I want to I want to kind of turn that conversation because I think, agents, this is your hardest thing. This is deciding who am I? How can I separate myself from the competition down the road? But before I get into that, Brent, those webinars you've got coming up, are those paid? Um, is, it, is it available? How can agents get on that webinar yeah. and find out about it? Well, thanks for the promo. Uh, yeah, it'll um, they'll be free, um, and I'm going to be running a series of them. So I'm not, again, as far as the date, uh, the best way is either go to my website, actually go to bizgrizz.com, uh, or my personal website's going to have it on there. Well, Brent M. Kelly, and if you have show notes or whatever, they can probably just link to it on the I top. I'm going to. Anna will put it in. Yeah, on the top there, I'll just have on there, you know, schedule or sign up for the the free, it's called Lifecycle Marketing Webinar. So they can just pop on there, sign up for one. I'll probably have one to two a week going for the next month or two. So hop on there. It's about 45 minutes. It'll be a, be a blast, I promise. Yeah, it will be. I've, I've seen you talk a couple times, Brent. And uh, Brent, you remember the first time we ever met? Um, I guess you had been following me, but I was up at Snyder and Snyder, I believe. Yeah. In yeah. And, yeah. And you came up to me and you're like, hey, man, I listened to you and all this. And I'm like, and I wasn't being rude, but I get that a lot. I was like, oh, hey, yeah. And then and then I happen, happened to be like a day or two later, I was talking to Hanley about something. He's like, man, you got to check out this Brent Kelly guy. And I'm like, so then I looked you up. I'm like, dude, I've seen that guy somewhere. And then I talked to you for the first time. You're like, hey, remember? But anyways, that was kind of funny. You and I haven't thought about that. Gosh, that was yeah. back in. I was doing um, road tours for the association. So I believe yeah. it was 2011 or 2012. So awesome. Yeah. Okay, so this 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 personal brand. So, um, man, it's a tough one, you know? Um, what are some steps? I mean, how can and, and this is tough, Brent. And I, this, you know, I'm kind of throwing this out at you, and this is a yeah. tough question. But what are some things that an agent needs to do to kind of evaluate or come up with? What's the questions they maybe need to ask themselves to try and figure out what that personal brand is or could be for them? Yeah, um, I actually, and, and I know we didn't, we really did not talk about this much before, but. Um, I wrote a blog not too long ago about four ways that insurance agents can discover their niche, right? Or just and, and there's a lot of there's a lot of things out there, and so um, it's it's been something that's been kind of on my mind because a lot of times you know people ask me that question, oh, Brent, I, you know, you got a personal brand, or you know, I, I or if they finally the light bulb comes on that I want to be different, you know, it's like, but but how? Where do I even start? Right? That's mm-hmm. the tough thing. So uh, I kind of wrote through, and, and, and there's there's more than just four, right? I don't, I'm not like there's a magic number of four, but came up with four ways that I think any agent can really start to put their brain around this and figure out, okay, this might be the right one for me. And the first one is passion. And this one's obvious. Most people, when you think of a, building a personal brand or how they're going to do it, say, well, it's what I'm passionate about. Uh, and that certainly is one part of the equation. And, 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 and I, I, you know, we've probably talked about this past sometime before, but, you know, a passion could be anything from a certain industry. Um, you know, again, maybe you're passionate about, you know, um, 
the deli community and you want to help out delis, right? Because your father grew up and, and owned a deli. So you're just passionate. You know that industry. You love it. Uh, maybe you're passionate about a certain type of coverage. Um, I was passionate back in my you know agent days uh, with cyber liability and a lot of those professional type of coverages that I started writing and you know social media and blog posts and videos and everything I can think about about cyber liability. Uh, or maybe you're just passionate about your hometown. You know, I'm not one of those people that thinks that you can just uh, have an agency in your small town or your medium-sized town or whatever size town and you, just people show up because you're there. But you can be very passionate and integrated in your small, com you know, small community and uh, volunteer and be part of every, you know, those kind of associations of things where people really like you and know that you're part of that, that community. So that could be one thing is passion. Um, the second thing is expertise. And when I say expertise, this doesn't mean you have to be uh, in an industry for 25 years to be an expert. You don't have to be a, a 25 years of insurance sales to understand man the manufacturing industry. That's what you've always done. Uh, it could be if you're a new agent, you just start to do kind of what I did in cyber liabilities, that you started start right away to just inundate yourself with the information and, and the groups that are part of that and where they're at and how can you talk to them and how can you learn more about it and how can you write about it and all those kind of things. So, or, or maybe you come back to my deli example. Maybe again, you grew up around a deli so you're familiar with that and know people within that. You're an expert in the deli industry potentially. Maybe not the insurance deli industry yet. But here's what I'll tell you, Jason, all the listeners, is that people are much more concerned about that you understand their business that you under, that, than that you understand an insurance product. I mean, that's, that's just a fact. And it doesn't mean you can overlook that I don't understand what the insurance product is. You've got to know your, you got to know your X's and O's. You got to be smart. Know. They'll know yeah. if you know they'll, it or not. You know what I mean? Absolutely. I mean, they'll know that, but they expect you to know that. Mm -hmm. You know, if you're, if you're a true inf insurance professional, they don't expect you to be like, well, I hope he understands insurance, you know, what, what insurance is. I hope he understands property insurance. No. They want to understand that you, under, that you understand the deli insurance or whatever that may be. That's probably a bad example. But the ins and outs of how the operations work and you know the struggles that they deal with. Because then you can talk about those things and then provide solutions to those problems. So uh, expertise is another one. Uh, the third one is markets. You know, this one seems obvious, but I have actually seen an agent uh, and had stories with agents where they dive into something that starts off really, really good. There might be one insurance company that's got a special program. Right, which isn't a bad idea. Mm -hmm. um, you know, we've got a we've got a niche into this, and you like it too, and you combine your heads and say, "Listen, let's go attack it. Let's go, let's go dominate this." And you've got one market, and all of a sudden, eighteen months from then, that that insurance company says, "You know what? This hasn't worked out as well as we thought. I think we're going to back out." You know, what do you do? <laughs> you know, what do you do? So, um, markets. You know, I would suggest you have at least you know two or three, three probably the minimum of, of of markets you can work with. And plus, it helps you once you develop yourself as an expert, as a as an industry leader in a in a certain niche. Then you can come with solutions that aren't just here's my one solution. It's I've got a few, and, and here's why I think this is the best. And I know all all these are great markets, but here's why this particular solution, this product, is going to work best for you. And people will see that. Um, and then finally, this probably should be first, Jason, but I, I put it last, is outcome. So when I say outcome is, you know, the outcome I should slash opportunity. I should say outcome slash opportunity is what is the real opportunity? Have you, have you done your numbers? I said at the very beginning of this podcast about planning. But have you really done the numbers? What's the market opportunity? What's your geographical restriction? Is this something you can write all over your state, all over the country? Are you more segmented into maybe a city or a county? And what are the numbers there? Because the last thing you want to do is jump into one of these, you know, a niche and, and, and feel excited about it. And after the first three months, you've hit every potential customer you could hit and, and, you're, and you're out. 
Um, so you really got to understand the outcome and the opportunity that's in front of you. So those are the four things I kind of came up with. And again, I know there's more than that, uh, but I think if an agent starts with those four, they can get a pretty good grasp on things. Right. Now, um, when, you know, one of the things that, you know, when you talked about expertise and knowing the product, I mean, guys, true story. I, I write railroad contractors. I have to say, I don't write as many today as I've, as I did last year and the year prior to that really big in those in 2010 to 2012. And one of the reasons being is that the work comp market for railroad is very, very tough. So it's been very challenging um, for for new business. That's another thing here, though. But uh, Clifford Matthews from Matthews & Sons Dirt Contractors uh, was the first railroad uh, client that I had. And I dealt with Roberta all the time. But one of these days, one day I talked to Clifford. I was out at their, out at their business, and he was out working in the yard. And, and, uh, and I went out, and he's working on some tractor or something. And I went out there, and I said to him, I said, you know, Cliff, I'd really like to know more about what railroad contractors do and and I said I'd love to pick your brain and he says yeah, I don't have time for you to pick my brain but here's what I got time for you to do show up this Thursday with jeans t-shirt and I'll take you out with me and sure enough I did I went out there and I was throwing sledgehammers and one of his things he did is they did a lot of ele- uh, exact um excavation and land grading and stuff so when they're putting in new track to build up the rock and stuff so keep in mind those guys are independent contractors that happen to work in conjunction with the railroad and so yeah i went out there and i started doing what i was supposed to be doing and learning it and i got to tell you guys after that i was able to speak railroad and only throwing out two or three what's a ball pin tamper you know hey um what year is your ball pin tamper or did you realize that if you're taking it off premises and it's on the track you're going to have some you're going to have some some contributory insurance and issues when i say that to people that are railroad contractors that i'm prospecting no other agent talks like that you know and and i think that that was the important part and i also had a market to do that now i didn't have a passion but i will tell you i developed a passion very quickly when i felt as if i knew this and other agents didn't and that gave me that one thing that you were also talking about Britt, which is expertise and that mm-hmm. was expertise. I didn't know a damn thing about railroad insurance or about railroad. And and now I insure them, and it's something that we do. So I, I, I completely agree. One other thing I want to point out, Brent, that you really said, and I want the listeners to really grab this. I want this to soak in. And that was we always think of line of business. But, Brent, you said coverage. Mm-hmm. And, and I... It made me think. I thought to myself, man, you know, I mean, because really when it comes to railroad contractors, you can't, you listening to this can't write railroad insurance because you need railroad liability and there's a certain exclusion in the CGL that has to be pulled out to make it a railroad accessible. Well, knowing that and allowing and simplifying their terms of who they are, but knowing I can have that coverage removed and others added that no one else can. It wasn't really so much about a line of business of railroad. I'm starting to look at this and say, man, I was more teaching and giving them a coverage that other agents couldn't provide them. So I think that that's pretty cool when we're thinking about cyber liability or employment practices liability or maybe you already do health and life and you want to come in and maybe try to be an employee benefits liability expert. I think that there's a lot of things that you can do there, Brent. And so kudos to you to bring that up. I think that's going to be a big aha moment to some agents listening to this. Yeah, I, I mean, it, it, it was for me, and I had certain niches, but I, I think 
the cyber liability was something, and again, this was just my own personal example. And even when I started doing this, this was, you know, uh, two and a half, about three years ago, actually, when I started really um, focusing on that niche. I actually had a website called Cyber Risk Coach. Uh, so I kind of went off the insurance coach and, and, did a, and, and did a separate one. So I got a domain uh, and started doing uh, a series, again, of blogs and videos. And the cool thing about having that, again, it takes a while. I don't want anybody just to think that you write three blog posts and do a, you know, a, a, a topic at the local chamber of commerce, the Qantas group, and all of a sudden you're an expert. But it does start to build quicker than you think. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and especially if people are looking for something. And it's, it's it, here's the thing, and, and I wanted to mention this earlier. You know, this is one of those things, whether it be a coverage or a type of business, is what I call a lead magnet. Right, so if someone was attracted to this, if if I had a business owner who was in need or starting to research or you know be interested or frustrated with or concerned with right all these different terms of a cyber issue because they're reading all these things out there in the papers and in the news, um, they're going to see my stuff. Uh, better yet, if I'm talking to a uh, a prospect or even a current customer, and they say, "Hey, I heard this kind of you know this this cyber thing. Tell me more about it." And I start to do that, and I say, "Hey, here's another thing. Let me go ahead and give me a link. I've got about nine or ten uh, articles out there I've written. I think you might find interesting." Um, wh- what I found by that was they'd come back and they're like, "Holy smokes! Like this guy's serious. He's not just a guy trying to sell me anything. Like he's really done the work." Um, and I, w- I was curious because um, you know sometimes people are thinking out there, "Okay, well, what's what's the result? What does that really mean?" Um, I was looking back. Um, just recently here it was kind of interesting because I was I was curious myself I hadn't done it but I, I start I started a um, blog post series in October of 2012 that's what looks when I started here and there are I think I wrote just from October 12th to Christmas basically uh, nine different blog posts in regards to cyber uh, with different titles and different functions and I was curious because the last one I wrote before Christmas was why am I so passionate about cyber liability which kind of added a human element to it and that that post alone I had 3300 views um, just on wow. cyber liability, which was interesting because, uh, and again, it's not, you know, did all those convert? No, but the, the point of it is people, there, there was an interest there. Um, and I was able to develop myself as an expert in that field. And so when that came up, uh, I was able to, to answer those questions in many different ways. And I think anybody that's an agent out there can do the same thing. It's, it's, it's I'm not going to say it's not hard because it does take work and you got to think and you got to kind of grind at it. But once it's out there, that's yours. You own that content. That's, that's your stuff. It's your space. I think we overlook a lot of these things and we try to make them more tough than they are. Would basically, it's the same stuff we've been doing forever, just different tools. If you started your own... Um, business and you throw your shingle up and you sit in your office and you expect people to come in just because you're in business now I think you're going to be out of business very, very soon. Is you got to get out there. You got to get people to know, like, and trust you. Not only get to know you, but also see you as that expert. But and so it's really important. Now, one thing I've always thought about, Brent, is that like you remember when you were like a kid, um, and like you know, for us that was like the '80s and stuff like that, and 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 like. I don't know if you remember it, but like in the newspaper every once in a while, you would have like some tax guy or some insurance guy or some marriage counselor or something that would put a little write-up in the paper once a month or once every couple months about their specific field. Mm-hmm. And what was amazing is is people saw that person as the expert in their town. It was kind of like, 
wow, hey, this guy. So it's not like they were always maybe reading every article, but seeing their name and their picture and reading the headline that, you know, here's all your concerns for your upcoming taxes or whatever. And whether people read it or not, it was the fact that it reinforced that this guy or this gal knows what they're doing. And I think the great thing about it is, is that, you know, when we had to submit that or that person had to submit that to the paper, they had to conform to the editor's style and all this. And then they had to wait for when it was going to go out and they could only do so many in so many months. But now with what like you're doing, Brent, it's the same thing, except you control the paper and you control the delivery and you control the comments and the feedback that can come. It's the same thing that we've been doing for years. You just now have a tool that allows you to be able to control more yourself you ever thought about it that way Brent yeah that's a great point uh, it, it's it's spot on and I think um, you know with that the, the challenge of the frustration and again I can go back to the you know, the 80s or 90s when we were smaller not in the business world at that time but we'd see that is that I think the frustration I would assume at that time would be that oh man you know Joe Smith is already the guy writing that so I guess I'm out uh, I don't. I don't have. I, I don't have a platform because he's already in the local publication or the Gosh. trade magazine, right? Good point. Good point. And and so now you can go. Well, I don't need again, like you said. I don't need that publication for me to develop my own credibility and my own platform. I can do that in many different formats. Again, whether that be you know a blog format, whether it be social media. You know, there's so many different ways with the technology out there. I will say as a caveat, here's something that's interesting. I think any agent can gravitate to this is that you may be surprised in a, a local publication or trade magazine, there probably isn't somebody doing that. Uh, I found that out pretty quickly. So I think to be able to combine those two would be a perfect world uh, to be able to, uh, in fact, what I've done, and I'll say this, Jason, I've been able to use my blog as a way to get into in industry publications because people can see what you already write about, right? Gotcha. So if, if, if you want to, um, I'll, give you, I'll give you an insurance example, um, PC360, the magazine, right? I, or I've been in a business insurance magazine. There's been several um, publications from the national insurance perspective that I was able to be able to write in you know, and I didn't have to send an email saying, "Hey, I'm Brent. Here's who I am. Um, here's a few examples. I guess on a on a, a word platform, it's just me just out there typing. It's, hey, here's all my stuff. Take a look. See what you think. Would this be appropriate for your publication? And you could do that, as you know. There's a there's a publication, a trade magazine for about any industry in the world. Um, and so, you know, you can go out there and if you've got a platform already starting to build in the digital world, you can now transfer it over, over to a traditional market as well, which by the way, they take those articles and where do you think they publish them? Not just in the trade magazines, but online and they put them on the Facebook links and all those kind of things. So it really becomes kind of a full circle idea, but, um, you know, just being able to get your thoughts out there, whether it be digital or paper, it doesn't matter. It's a matter that you do develop that reputation of an expert. You're darn right. You're darn right. Guys, I can't give you any more. I really can't. I can't deliver you any more value than what you've just heard for the last 30 minutes. I mean, he laid it out step by step. This is something he teaches other agents. He's um, He's been teaching this to other agents for two to three years. They're referring other agents to them. They're making money. Um, if you can't grasp it, maybe there's another avenue to go. Maybe there's somebody else to teach it to you. But uh, 
You're right on, Brent. Brent, I don't want to take much more time with the listeners. I think that this was so full of gold. It's ridiculous. You're not even going to have to mine it. You just got to walk right into the mountain and you'll trip on it. That's how much gold is in this thing. So I do appreciate it. Brent, give me a book that you're reading right now that you think that the listeners would really get a kick out of. And it doesn't have to be business. It could be business. It could be family. If you guys don't know, there's no bigger family member than Brent Kelly, by the way. (laughs) Um, because his house is loaded full of women and girls. So, anyways, yeah. wait, we do. Your youngest is a boy. Yeah, the youngest. Yeah, we had uh, yep. we had three three girls and the boy at the end. So, God, God yeah. help you. You needed that boy, man. You need some kind of counterbalance. I'm telling you, Mike. It's but. it's st- it's still off balance, but now I just have a screaming a screaming two year old boy. So I don't know. <laughs> yeah, that's okay. I tell you what, that. God forbid that boy, because he's probably not going to ever be able to have a girlfriend with those three older sisters. I tell you that right now, they're going to be they're going to be really picky. So, anyways, um, you got a book or anything that you kind of want to kind of share with the listeners? I tell you what, I, and well, I, I could share twenty because I love books, you know that. But um, recently, sticks in mind. I do have one business book. Well, I guess they're both kind of business books, but one's a little more, I guess, big picture. Uh, from a business book, from some of the principles I just talked about, I already mentioned John Jan, so I'll just say it again. The duct tape selling book is a great book for any agent. Uh, if you're looking, uh, because I think what John does a great job in that book is not just laying out kind of what I did of, of some of the things that you can do, but really gets tactical too after you get some of the strategies. So if you say, well, how do I do this or that? Um, I think it'll help somebody for those that would be interested. Um, the other one that I love to pull out um, and, and talk about, one of my favorite books ever, uh, Napoleon Hill. Everybody knows Napoleon Hill for Think and Grow Rich, right? Think and Grow Rich. But that's not the book I'm going to talk about. The book that I want to talk about that you have a hard time finding is called How to Sell Your Way Through Life. And yeah, it's a business book to some degree, but it's a life book. And it's 75 years old. And I think, Jason, you'll get a kick out of this too. There's a part at the end that he writes an open letter to the President of the United States, and it could have just as well been written today as it would have been 75 years ago. Um, but, but the overall principle of the book is just you know, you like you sell in life all all aspects. Every every day you wake up, you're selling something to somebody, and sometimes you got to sell yourself. I mean, sell to yourself. Of like, you know, it's, it's kind of an attitude and uh, sales and life book and business book all wrapped wrapped up in one. So, how to sell your way through life by Napoleon Hill is my nugget for the day. Fantastic, that's awesome, Brent. I appreciate you coming on. Um, we are going to have into the show notes uh, all the ways they can connect you to you. We're going to even have that blog on there. Um, you know, there's going to be a lot of stuff uh, that Anna will put together for you. So I do appreciate you coming on, man. Anything you want to close with? No, I appreciate it. And yeah, I'm, I'm pumped. When this uh, podcast comes off, again, I'm going to have a series of webinars going on um, specifically for insurance agents, um, just trying to get you know some of these, these principles and thoughts, maybe dig a little deeper um, for those agents that are wanting to kind of do something different out there and they see the competitive landscape changing so quickly. Um, I would recommend, I, you didn't tell me to say this, I promise, but I definitely recommend Jason's book. It is gold if you haven't read it yet. Uh, it is all about the customer experience. I talk a lot about that. I mean, it's just, it's common sense, but Jason, you break it down really, really well in that book. So kudos to you. I'm proud of you, man. Appreciate that. So everybody, in the meantime, if you have any comments or messages, you can always email me at jason at growprogram.com. Keep in mind that people may be wondering, had a couple um, comments a couple weeks ago. I'm sorry I didn't answer them. Um, but what it was was is that what is Grow have to do with this? Growprogram.com, feel free to go there, is a community of agents where we all learn. The agents influence is the free um, part of it to where basically we call it our radio station. And this is the way that we deliver the message to you. Uh, 
Grow program. Agents Influence is completely free. It is um, does not cost our. It's free to you, but it costs money to me to run. And so uh, Grow Program helps support that. You can reach out to me at jason at growprogram.com. So the last thing is, if you're at your desk right now, and you're an agent, and you're standing at your desk, I want you to stand up for a minute. Because as we leave, I want you to do a little jiggle for 14 seconds to this song. And we are out.